We need small businesses. And right now, they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names in entertainment with small businesses around the country. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo and Files Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever. On the show, um, it's uh, last week was the guy friends episode. This week is the uh, unofficial girl, girl crush episode. Why not? Um, because my guest on the show tonight is somebody who I really, really enjoy a whole lot. She performs at the UCB, and she is so funny and just one of those people that you want to be around you all the time she's she lights up she lights up every room and her name is mary holland uh i said that as if she's coming out but i'm sitting alone by myself in the studio mary holland uh mary performs on uh, a herald team at ucb and a mod team i'll tell you more about them at the end of the show she's she's awesome um super funny uh let's just uh let's just get to the show here's my interview with mary holland so I was in college and I was pretty like I, I didn't um, date very much in high school. I didn't date at all for the most part. So uh, once I was in college, I was I was so excited to start dating and sure. <laughs> and my freshman year nothing happened uh didn't really i i met a few people i had crushes on but didn't were you putting um, were you putting any energy into that effort freshman year i you know i was uh i i don't think i did myself any favors because i was putting energy into like i i actively liked people and had crushes mm-hmm. and and i'm i'm not a shy person i was uh, pretty, you know, I was flirtatious and all that stuff, but I, I really dressed kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't take great care of myself. So how did you dress? I just wore such weird stuff. I I used <laughs> to wear like these capris that came down just past my knees. They were this hot pink plaid and then on top I would wear a bright green letterman sweater that I found at a goodwill and that that smelled kind of weird. All right. Was this inspired by Gwen Stefani or like that? I or... I didn't even think about that. I'll say yes <laughs> because that makes it sound a little better. <laughs> but um yeah, I and I just I didn't wash my hair very much and I had I was breaking out a lot. So I didn't understand the the effort I should put into feeling good about myself and taking care of myself and all that. Um, so I just had crushes on people, but nothing ever really came of it. Um, but then the, the summer after my freshman year of college, I stayed 
in town, uh, I went to school at Northern Illinois University in DeKalb, Illinois, which is just outside Chicago. And it's a teeny tiny little town. Um, Cindy Crawford is from there. Oh. So, (laughs) you know, it's a pretty cool place. Um, But... But yeah, there's not much to do there, really. I, I But I stayed so that I could get some of my credits out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I did like the, the math requirements and the um, communications requirements and all that stuff that you had to do your freshman year. Gotcha. But you stayed um, at home during that time? or No, I no. stayed I stayed in town. So right, right, right. Okay. My parents live in, uh, lived in Tennessee at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I got, I got mixed up. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't clear about it. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so you were do- taking care of credits in this. In this yeah, okay. yeah. In the in the little town that I went I went to college at, um, and I stayed in an apartment with a friend, and it was a really fun summer. There was something really fun about going to school in the summer. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so. I was taking classes there, and then there was this place on on the main street in DeKalb called The Coffee House. It was this really cute place. They had great coffee and pastries and sandwiches and stuff, and they had a stage where they would have live music performed. They would, you know, have poetry readings, all, all different types of stuff throughout mm-hmm. the week. So I'd go there a lot. And once, I went with a friend of mine and guy working the register at the at the house was i thought really really cute and and we kind of had a little flirtatious exchange when i was getting my sandwich or something <laughs> and so uh i sat down with her and i was like i think i'm going to give him my number she said you should do it i said okay so i wrote it down <laughs> on a napkin uh, and I can't remember if I wrote anything else besides my name and my phone number. I, I don't think I did. But I folded up the napkin and I walked back up to the register <laughs> and I just handed it to him. Like, didn't say anything. Didn't. I just said, here, it's this. <laughs> and he took it and he saw what it was and he smiled and and I got oh. so giddy and excited. And he uh, he texted me. Or no, no, no. He he called me a few days later to to set a date. Oh wow! Yeah, it's worked. It worked. I know. And and the story ends there. And the story ends there. So that's <laughs> that's the worst love experience I've ever had. <laughs> a complete success. A napkin. <laughs> a napkin. Could have been a better piece of paper. <laughs> uh, so he calls you. So he calls me. We set a date. Um, and he suggests that. I uh, come over to his place and we can watch a movie. Whoa. And yeah, and I didn't think there was anything. Now I, I'm i looking back and I'm like, mm, alarm should have been going off then. But I didn't think there was anything weird about that. I, yeah. You're like, I like movies. Yeah, gotta, exactly. Good at houses. That like can't houses. mean anything else. I'm sure he doesn't expect anything. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> I love houses. I love apartments. I love it. This is uh, the beginning of our love story. <laughs> that's yeah. That's at our, at our wedding. We'll talk from. about the napkin. <laughs> our invitations will be on napkins. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and everybody's going to talk about it for years to come. Um, yeah. So, so I. Oh man, did I? I agonized over what I would wear, and 
uh, all this stuff. So I, I settled on this kind of uh, another bizarre outfit. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and I got all ready and I was nervous. And uh, yeah, so this town is really small. So I... I think I walked actually to his house because where my apartment was, he what didn't live far from there. So I, I went over and I knocked on the door, and a different person answered the door. It, it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember his his name, but the, uh, someone completely different answered the door, and he had long hair. It was in a ponytail, and. I, and I said, hi, I'm here for uh, so-and-so. And he said, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, come in. He's my roommate. And, and I was like, oh, this is weird. Uh, okay, so it's like maybe his roommate's going to leave and we'll just hang out here. And I went in and he was sitting on the couch. And he was like, hey, what's up? And I said, hi. And I walked over and I sat down on the couch next to him. And his his roommate made no moves to leave. Oh no! And this, is, and this is not what you're expecting. Obviously, you're expecting a like, oh, welcome. I have poured us some wine. And- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But instead, he's just hanging out, and he almost as if he doesn't remember that he's invited you. Over. That's exactly what it felt like. Yeah, and yeah. it was also in the middle of the day. I should say. So oh, it wasn't oh, that's even interesting. A, yeah, a day movie date. Yeah. Good. Uh, like, good. house. <laughs> um, yeah, and <laughs> so his roommate was just kind of milling about the room, adjusting videotapes and like I don't know, doing doing his business in the living room. Right. And I was sitting on the couch next to uh, guy number one, <laughs> and he, the the guy I wanted to be on a date with. And he was like, oh, thanks so much for coming over. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. He said, yeah, uh, I'd love to go out, but uh, I can't. And he lifted up his <gasps> pant leg, and he had uh, one of those anklets. <laughs> he was like, I'm under house arrest, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I I don't rem- I like, I swear from that point on, I just... <laughs> I retreated into my into the back of my brain. I don't remember. I I don't think he even described why why he had it. Yeah, I don't think he even <laughs> he gave he any explanation. How is he able to work at the coffee house? I think that's all he can do is like oh. go to work and then Whoa. he has to be at home. And if he leaves, <laughs> if he gets out of a certain radius of his home, it goes off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, and man. obviously he didn't want to. He didn't tell that. He didn't explain that to you when you guys talked on the phone and yeah. said, like, oh, this is why you're coming over to my house in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. I'll let her know when she's here, yeah. when she can see the majesty of my living room and meet <laughs> Skylar, my roommate. Sky- <laughs> Skylar's such a great name for that guy. Um, yeah. Uh So I never contacted him again. And he didn't contact me. And I, I'm, I kind of feel like I was being pretty judgmental but it, it it just didn't feel like my scene yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean yeah. um uh but and also and this is this is kind of a weird thing but just how he was sitting in on the couch really <laughs> turned me off like he was so far down <laughs> like his neck a little was too, the only a little too thing. relaxed <laughs> a little too relaxed 
Yeah, his head was the only thing against the back cushion. The rest of his body was like splayed out <laughs> <laughs> the seat cushion. So, yeah, so, but yeah. it's so funny thinking about like, how how old are you? 18, 19? Yeah. 17? I think 18. 18? Yeah. 18. We, we, we all put up with a lot. We're <laughs> low expectations. Yeah. At 18. That's for sure. Maybe that's not true of anyone. I know I had like a similar high school experience to you. But it's so funny, like walking into, like now, if I was single and someone was like, hey, let's hang out, first of all, I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't either yeah. go to someone's house for the first day. For the, for the first date. Yeah. But also, if you came over and, and you felt like you were just almost like you're imposing. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it, it felt like. And I don't, it wasn't that I was expecting like the, the top most formality sure, and, and yeah. gen, you know uh gentlemanliness but but the i just felt very not special and yeah. not like like you're doing him a favor yeah yeah Ugh. so that was Yay. that was off putting mm-hmm. yeah but it was a similar story for when when i was in college there's this guy in my class who thought that i was really into death metal for some reason like he would he, he would come up to me during class and and talk to me about guar and I don't even know if guar is death metal but just talk to me about yeah. different bands and ask me if I had heard albums and stuff and I just yes and at everything even though I was listening to <laughs> your good man Charlie Brown and West Side Story <laughs> so like I had no idea what he was talking about yeah you so want to be liked and yeah like yeah. the same things but I went over to his house, or he invited me to hang out after school, after class, and uh, went with him to his. Our date was driving him to his pot dealer's house, mm-hmm. which was terrifying because I had never done any drugs before, and the entire yeah. date was just like giving him a ride, basically, and and feeling the entire time that uh, the cops were going to come and. Ugh. Yeah, so stressful. So stressful. So uh when like when when did you so after college mm-hmm. or like during college like when mm-hmm. did you start to come into Mary? Come into my own. <laughs> when did Mary bloom? Oh man, that's a great question. I don't <laughs> know. Dustin, can you make a note of that? I want that to be a stock question for every guest from now on. <laughs> Just, when did uh, insert guest name here? When did you bloom? Mary, when did you bloom? <laughs> I don't. I still don't know if it's <laughs> happened. Um, no, it has. I. I. I think. Um, I. I actually don't think I did until after. Well, after college. All through all my years there, I, I had crushes, and I. I did date my first boyfriend my sophomore year of college, mm-hmm. and. Um, How was that? How'd that go? It was. It was good. I mean, I. I really. I really loved him, and we were together for like five or six months. But I don't know if, at the time, I kept, I was, I was thinking to myself, "Yes, I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love." And I think I did love him and have mm-hmm. a, uh, I really uh, liked him as a person and admired him. But I, I think we we just weren't totally well suited for each other. And after we broke up. 
for about five or six months, he started dating someone who was well-suited for him. Oh. And they were this uh, great, beautiful, artistic couple. <laughs> and I really had a a, a hard time <laughs> with oh, that. Oh, no. Yeah. I kind of had this – it sparked this whole crisis with me where it really didn't what, – what it, it didn't have to do with him. It had to do with what that whole situation made me feel about mm-hmm. m- myself, which was – Boy, I hate myself. Uh, I'm not. I'm not as cool as this other girl. I'm not as fun or interesting. I don't. I don't play guitar and write my own music. I. I don't paint for fun. Yeah. You know. I so I just felt really inadequate, and this actually leads to a a, a pretty crazy summer, where I so I was going through this crisis. I was back home in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I and I, it got to the point, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but where you're you're like watching everything you're doing from the outside and judging it. Mm. So like I was I would think, is it cool if I read National Geographics? Oh, geez. yeah, I'll just have a bunch of National Geographics and I'll start reading them. Hey, this is cool. Do I look cool doing this? You know, yeah. why was that was, guy? So why was your ex-boyfriend so cool? Or like, what was the. I mean, looking back at it now as a pretty whole adult, yeah. what do you think it was? I think, I think there was a there was a confidence and a self self assuredness that he had that mm-hmm. I I was envious of, and that and the ta- he was incredibly talented. He was a really talented actor, but also a very talented musician. And, yeah, and he didn't care so much what people thought of him. And so I think that's what made him such a cool guy to me. Sure, yeah. Um, But, yeah. So So that was such a weird thing. Have you ever experienced that where you're, like, watching yourself from the outside and kind of evaluating if what you're doing is... Sure, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's ever been as constructive as that sounds. Like, as like yeah. <laughs> National Geographic. Yeah, I mean, as as uh, emotionally laborious as that sounds, so you're reading National Geographic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think my my uh, my young looking looking at what I was doing and examining what I was doing was unfortunately like after the fact, like. Mm. Oh, I'm at this party and I'm too drunk and I can't go. I don't know where I am and right. I came here with a friend and I don't know what's happening and what's what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Right, yeah. But maybe not in the same way and I like is this is this cool? Yeah. I don't know. Youth. Youth. <laughs> Youth. Um but but that summer when I was being all weird about that, I I thought to myself, this is what I need to do. I need to go into the mountains by myself for a few days. <laughs> sure, yeah. No music, no books, no nothing. Just just really get back to whatever is going on here <laughs> uh, with with me. And so, and this was uh, cult such a stupid decision i just your own private vision quest just my, alone exactly yeah 
And mm-hmm. in Tennessee, on the border of Tennessee and North Carolina, are the Smoky Mountains. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's great camping and hiking there. And I did I did some research and discovered that if you backpack, if you hike and camp in the backcountry, which is where you bring all your own mm-hmm. tents and sleeping bags and all that stuff, and you just hike, you camp along the trail, then there's no charge. You can do that for free. But if you wanted to get a plot or something and, mm-hmm. and bring a camper, uh, right. then you'd have to pay to do that. And I was like, well, I have no money, so I will, I'll do the backcountry by myself, just a, just a young girl <laughs> sure. hiking Smart. in the woods at night. <laughs> so, oh, God. Uh, uh, so I I lied to my parents. I told them I was going back up to DeKalb, back up to college. And they were under the impression I was on my way up there, but I oh, went. Oh, no. That's so unsafe. I'm so, it's so unsafe. And I, oh, boy. So uh, no one knew where you were. No one knew where I was. <laughs> Just the worst thing. That's awful. <sighs> um, <laughs> and I, so I went there and I. I had bought some sandwiches at Walmart, and then I planned <laughs> I was going to hike for one full day and then camp out. They had what these like shelters along the trail where uh, multiple people could like put put their sleeping bag on just a plank of wood and mm-hmm. um, and sleep. So I got to that shelter, and there were uh, all sorts of there were families and stuff. So it didn't feel too unsafe, but. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, so I did all that. I I went and hiked, and I had all these great epiphanies. And, yeah, I mean, and, it is pretty amazing. Like aside from you not telling anyone where you were. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds very cool. Speaking of oh, cool things that you were doing, looking in on thanks. doing things. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. Um, yeah, and I remember there was so I got all the way to the top of this one stretch, this one trail. And hung out. There was a resort at the top of the mountain, the, a, an Appalachian resort. So it was very, you know, um, just like wooden rocking chairs and a nice fireplace but, right. and little cabins here and there. But uh, but that was nice. I spent the whole afternoon up there because it was raining and just meeting different people and having hot chocolate. Oh, it was really nice. And so then the next day I started hiking back down. And I saw a deer in a trail, and we stared at each other. And there were all these amazing moments. I got back down to my car. Deer said, "Mary, believe in yourself." Trust it did. Yourself. <laughs> it looked we're all at just me. here, <laughs> yeah. and it winked. <laughs> yeah. And then um, you're like, "Wait, you winked? Did, did you mean what you just said?" <laughs> and then I chased the deer and, and asked it to clarify what it meant. Right, all of that. <laughs> um, and then the deer was shot, and we're like, oh, there's no meaning. Yeah. We all have to find our own path. <laughs> Don't follow the deer. Death is the only certainty. <laughs> um, so let's, let's... What a trip. <laughs> what a trip. <laughs> um, I got in my car. I started driving. I was now going to drive to DeKalb. Mm-hmm. And I started driving, and it was like one or two in the afternoon, and I was feeling just elated. I was yeah. feeling so good. And as I was driving down the Winn-Dixie Parkway, which you'll know if you've ever been to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, which is where Dollywood is, oh. um, you, I was driving down the Winn-Dixie Parkway, and uh, I was looking around for a Wendy's because I really wanted Wendy's, <laughs> and I didn't wasn't paying attention, and the telephone company 
van in front of me had <gasps> stopped, oh, and so no. I just smashed into no. it. I almost totaled my car, but I oh. definitely had to call my parents, tell them yeah. what happened, get a rental, come back to Nashville. Uh, oh no! I, I mean, it was it was a disaster. They were so disappointed and hurt by the fact that I lied to them, yeah. and then almost really hurt myself. And uh, but what what happened after that was that I in order to pay off the deductible for the insurance, they were like, you have to get a job for the next two weeks. You're in town. Mm. So I got a job as a caregiver at a retirement facility. And that was, that gave me even more perspective than than doing the hike did. So it was good. Oh, wow. It was good. It all happened for a reason, but that's what that breakup did. (laughs) So then how did you feel when you went back to school? Like, were things different? After that? They were different. I stopped. I kind of just stopped caring yeah, yeah. so much. Yeah, it, it got a lot better. Um, and then my, my senior year was was a great year, great shows. And um, yeah, it was it got how I felt about him. I just I started kind of realizing, oh, yeah. You're a cool guy, but you're not this god that I right, built yeah. up in my head. You're just a human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that that was good to to kind of come out of that. Um, totally, yeah. definitely build up these people as legends mm-hmm. early in our yeah. lives. Yeah, we do. Um, have you? Do you know what he's up to now? Do you? I think he's. I think he just got married. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's great. Uh, he seems very happy, and that's awesome. Um, yeah, I did. He was in L.A. I think he lives in North Carolina, and he was in L.A. fairly recently, a few months ago, and wanted to meet up for drinks or dinner or something with me and and Matt, mm-hmm. and uh, who's my boyfriend, boyfriend now. Right. And um, and Matt was like, "Yeah, I'll do it if if you want to do it." And I was like, yeah, sure, it'd be good to catch up with him. And then, so he he was supposed to come see a show at UCB and then uh, bailed on that last minute for mm-hmm. so, something had come up. And then he was like, let's try again. And so we were going to meet up on this other night to get drinks. And it got close to the time to meet up. And he, he like, texted and was like, hey, I'm at this place. Will you come pick me up? <laughs> and and that's a totally normal and fine request to get a ride from somebody. But there was something about that that made me feel like, nope, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to do that. That will make me know. feel so weird to be in a car with Matt and you, <laughs> like, yeah, picking know. you up and yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it about that that's like? It does sound weird though, right? Yeah, there's something just maybe it's, maybe I'm in my head about it, but I don't know. Maybe it's. I was like a, with with my with my guy that was that guy like the guy that I like really built up in my head and was really hurt when he started dating somebody else. Like he came to visit LA a few years ago and I was so like he he was coming through cuz he was playing at Coachella. Mm-hmm. And so he was he's a musician and was coming through and was like I'm going to be in LA for or he was playing at Coachella or like going to Coachella, I don't remember. But he he asked if he could stay with me, and I was, I was like, yes, of course you can. And, and he was like the person who like really 
broke my heart. Yeah. But then when we were hanging out, I was like, ah, oh, the the moments when I thought that this person was was really deep and spiritually connected and mm-hmm. and so interesting and amazing and so much better than I was. Like he just wasn't talking. Like it just was. We just weren't meant for each other because I like talking and he was kind of dull and uh, yeah. Yeah, but there were several things where I was, like, giving him rides, and I think because he had hurt me so much before, even though it wasn't really his fault, like, Mm -hmm. just in my own experience, it had been such a traumatic thing that little things like that, like, can you pick me up or can I whatever, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, yes, you can break my heart and I will give you a ride. Sure. feels like you're getting walked all over again. Yeah, because you, like, built up this thing, like, I'm not going to let Todd do this to me again. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I'm I'm not letting you do this again. Yeah. It, Meanwhile, he's like, I'll just need a ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a totally innocent request. Right, yeah. If it was like an old girlfriend from college, you'd be like, oh, oh sure, course. yeah, I'll pick you up. Of course. Hey, everybody. It's the commercial. I hope you're enjoying this interview with Miss Mary Holland. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, the show is part of a podcast network called feralaudio.com. Um, if you would like to uh, donate to the show, show your support, uh, you can go to feralaudio.com slash this feels terrible. And if you if you donate $50 or more, I will send you a painting. All you have to do is uh, donate money via PayPal and then uh, send me an email at thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com and let me know what you would like me to paint. Also, um, iTunes. I haven't mentioned this for a long time, but uh, I love reading your iTunes reviews. So if you haven't already, why don't I hop over to iTunes and send me a, a fun review? <laughs> um, or just a normal review. It doesn't necessarily have to be fun. I don't want to put a lot of pressure on how clever your review is. But, you know, do what you will. Maybe a, maybe a haiku. Who knows? Um, also, uh, we're doing a meetup in March. March This Feels Terrible meetup. It is going to be on a Sunday. More details to come. Stay tuned. I believe it's going to be... I'm not even going to say... I'm not. I'm going to announce the date next week. Just continue to get excited about it. Uh, that's all. Oh, also, last thing. If you ever shop on Amazon, um, if you could, if you're shopping on Amazon, they give us money if you go to feralaudio.com and click on the This Feels Terrible link and click on Amazon. It'll take you back to wherever you were. Like, even if you're, like, in your cart, it'll send you back to your cart, and then they give us uh, some money. Uh, that's all. Uh, back to the show. So where did you and Matt meet? We met at, at, at UCB. We were, we were, huh. yeah, going through classes there. We were friends for, for many, many years before. Um, oh, really? Yeah, before there were, there was romance. So how did that happen? As- well, um, I mean, we, we just, it, just very organically, like we were just hanging out and, and friend and friends and it wasn't it wasn't anything romantic for so long it was we did have really good chemistry when we performed together mm-hmm. when we would do improv together there was a lot of uh great we had great scenes and we had so much fun playing together so that that's, that's always some like a special yeah, bond yeah, yeah. you have with someone when you just love to improvise with them and perform with them so um, so we had that, and but then it, it wasn't 
romantic until we we just I just my feelings just kept growing for him and then uh, was there a certain moment where like I don't know the the, the sun hit his hair a certain way or <laughs> uh, <laughs> you brushed was... hands in a cab <laughs> <laughs> um I think it it really was a series of the of moments like that it wasn't because I knew it was happening mm-hmm. before I would admit it to myself, <laughs> you know, like we uh, we'd play like cribbage and stuff together, oh. <laughs> and uh, you know, watch movies and 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 even just in in group hangouts, which we hung out a lot with with groups of friends. Uh, I just I would find myself just wanting to watch him <laughs> and not not. Just to, like watch him interact with people and oh that's really sweet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's so he's such a great uh great guy and so fun and funny and um and kind and mm-hmm. i I just really loved yeah I just loved hanging out with him and so the the more that happened the more I was like uh oh uh oh uh oh I'm really like <laughs> I'm falling for him and i I don't know if it's mutual so I I brought it up to him one night we were hanging out and I was like, "Hey, so <laughs> I'm I think I'm kind of uh uh falling for you." Aww. And uh and he said, "I'm falling for you too." So Aww, it was that's so yeah, it was mutual and and then it just yeah, it just felt you, you know, it just feels right. Like yeah, you yeah. just kind of it's so cliché to say it, but you do you really do like know that that's mm-hmm. someone that you need to have in your life yeah yeah you know absolutely yeah yeah and you realize that you've been like forcing other, <laughs> other yeah connections yeah and and what's interesting is that you i like i i think back now on how i would the, the trying to approach the dating scene out here with uh the online stuff and trying to meet people uh, in the communities that I was a part of mm-hmm. was really fun and you would meet great people, but it, it's, it's tough. It's so hard to, yeah to find someone that you're that excited by. And there was something strange to me about going on a date with someone as the first time I'm hanging out with them. Right. You know what I mean? Speaking to like online dating? Or yeah. Like people, yeah. How was that experience? Exactly. That? Uh, it, that also was kind of weird. <laughs> I couldn't help but always be disappointed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even if that person was totally honest and totally exactly what their profile was and their picture and everything. Was this an okay Cupid situation? Yeah. An okay Cupid situation. Yeah. <laughs> this was an okay Cupid situation. <laughs> CSI of relationships. Uh, what was the, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so you were like, how did you when you were like going through people's profiles mm-hmm. or like when you were going through people's messages on OkCupid? What was your criteria at the time? Um, I I always looked out for if they they would ask me if I like to have sex, <laughs> <laughs> and then I would weed those people out. <laughs> How many times have you had sex this week? Um, <laughs> Is that an actual message? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so there, there's a bunch of weirdos out there. Um, I think I w- I would look uh, sense of humor and and common interest and uh, 
I, I think sense of humor was the first thing I would look for. Like if it had a goofy picture mm-hmm. or, or uh, you know, because you can put multiple pictures up there. So even just one picture that was like, you know, pointing at a hot dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, that's my guy. I want to hear some more Mary Holland uh, goofy <laughs> picture <laughs> pointing at a hot dog. Oh, and this one, he's sitting in a chair wrong. Yeah, he's in it. It's so funny. He's got a banana on his head. Like <laughs> They're all food related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, okay. yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so I, I kept an eye out for that. There was one guy on Match.com that um, that I really hit it off with well. Uh. Online or in person? Online. We had a great little message exchange, Mm -hmm. and then we exchanged numbers, and we were texting all the time. And our text convos were really witty and and, sparkling, sparkling, yeah, and (laughs) uh, flirtatious. And I thought to myself, this is going to (laughs) happen. And we, uh, we, and this is. The first and only time I've experienced this phenomenon, but I've, I know it happens r- with regularity to people. Mm-hmm. Um, we had set a time, a day to meet. He was going to call me after he, he had to go to a birthday party. He was going to call me when he was leaving and we would meet up at a bar mm-hmm. um, and get a, get a drink. And so all that day I got, I got, I picked out an outfit. I got ready. I was, you know, oh, that's so fun. Feeling good, yeah. And my, I love being in a committed <laughs> relationship, but I miss I miss that a little bit. <laughs> the getting ready for the date, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and re- looking forward to it all day. I went and had some dinner, and then the hours started going by, and it got to be like close to midnight. Oh no! And I thought, oh man, it's late. I wonder if he's left the party. If we're still gonna meet up. So I sent him a text and said, hey, it's getting pretty late. Um, where do you want to meet? And I didn't hear anything. Oh, no. And then, and then like, it got to be close to 1 a.m., and I thought, oh, well, the bars are going to be closing soon. And I said, it, it's cool. I, I know that, you know, sometimes it's hard to leave parties. You texted um, that? Yeah. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know if you. Uh... Cool. I understand how parties work. Yeah. <laughs> but just I, so I've you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm waiting. I'm good. I'll wait all night. Just whenever you're done having that much fun, <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll be the end to your night. Oh my god. <laughs> I have nothing um, else going on. Nothing else going on. Not even I sleep. Am... I don't even need to go to sleep. No, no, no. I don't need to eat, drink, sleep. <laughs> Or use the bathroom. I'm just gonna wait here. I'm here for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I never heard from him ever again. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He must have met someone at that party, or he, he must, must have had have. some sort of like. But that that fade away, that that phenomenon is what I'm talking about. The uh, the where you just don't. Well, you, is it a fade? It's just a cut to black. I just yeah. Was, you're right. It was a it was a blackout. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Well, because I guess, yeah, I haven't really, I haven't really online dated, but yeah, I talk to friends about that all the time. It must just be that like you don't, you don't feel beholden to somebody that you've never really met. But still, yeah. it's so rude. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. It is so 
rude. I yeah. I and I I get that it's uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> but it it does feel. You, you just wonder, like, what happened? Yeah. It's such a mystery what happened. I, if anything, I just want to know, like, what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is inc- this is a sexist statement, but I think that, like, you know, men do that more than women because they don't, they're so afraid of, like, hurt, hurting feelings. Yeah. But it doesn't actually come from it. It comes from a cowardly place. They don't want someone to be mad at them. But then yeah. instead they just do this crazy thing where they just don't – there's no text. There's no – It makes it so much worse. Yeah. Also, it's like it, – it makes you feel like they don't think that you are a person that would understand things like that or mm-hmm. – I don't know. It's very narcissistic. Because he could have just sent a, sent a text that was like, hey, like, you were so cool. Um, but – I met someone at this party. She's here in the flesh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. see you around or not. And you would be like, oh, well, that sucks. But you wouldn't be waiting around in your outfit and constantly looking in the mirror. Oh, and, it was so sad. Ugh. It was so sad. Nightmare. And I, I really put a cherry on top of that sad Sunday by <laughs> by sitting in my room in the dark and playing the hours soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, then. <laughs> Maybe you made the right choice. <laughs> I really <laughs> like to wallow. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm just I mean, feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> you and I are kindred spirits and really like if you're feeling a sad feeling, really going for it. Yeah. Sitting at the bottom of the shower. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That was my stand up. I, I once like I think in two thousand ten got stood up. Three times in a row, I was, I, I just, I, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't understand. By the same person? No, by three different, oh. three different guys. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, um, but I mean, they all, it all followed the same pattern, and probably people you know. Yeah. But like, would have like a one night stand. Yeah. And uh, you know, the the next, like, I would think that it was something or at least we would hang out or at least have sex again or at least something and then yeah. just just the, the, the same exact thing let's hang out tuesday night okay see you tonight great hey mm-hmm. so yeah it's nine which is totally cool because i'm a night owl <laughs> so check and me you would write you that want. in all caps <laughs> and those texts are always insane because you're rewriting them so many times yeah. that you end up answering all these questions that were never asked. <laughs> yeah. You just invented. <laughs> oh, awful. So true. And you know that he's somewhere at some party showing everyone his phone or like, oh, I wish this girl would just get off my back. Yeah. <laughs> then it makes bummer. you feel crazy. It makes yeah. you feel like you're a crazy person. And that that's really what I don't like about it is that – we we're not all crazy banshees like we, <laughs> yeah we, yeah you are you are doing a strange thing and we're trying to understand it and now we all feel like we're being insane because we don't know what what's going on and why you're not responding yeah so and we don't want to come off as being crazy right yeah so like i just i hate it so much it makes you feel like you're you're an an unstable person when you're you're not, but the the circumstance is just 
it's so weird that yeah. you are trying to understand it. I don't get it. Yeah. I just Ugh. don't get it. The worst. Please don't do that, boys. <laughs> Please. Just a, even just a text of, hey, not not interested. Yeah. <laughs> even just that, even, even though that's a little, that's tough to hear, but. <laughs> it's, a, it's a low, it's a low self-esteem thing. Yeah. Know this, boys and girls. <laughs> but like, it's, when I look back at those times. Like, when I just, like, didn't get a text that was, mm-hmm. like, oh, also, all three of those guys, I mean, this is this is also because, like, the, you know, the time, early 20s, everybody's doing their own thing. But everyone has kind of, like, a—everyone's self-worth. Maybe it's not even self-worth. It's, like, a combination of self-worth and—why am I not able to say that? Self, <laughs> self-worth and— uh, this idea that someone's only worth your time if they don't want any of it Mm. and maybe not even wanting also has to do with like not really wanting to date somebody and just wanting to fuck around in the second that you get like a whiff of oh this person wants to hang out with me this person maybe likes me but I'm not done yet I'm still like baking (laughs) I'm still baking (laughs) the dumbest (laughs) analogy ever (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah, but when I look back at that, like those three dudes, those three, and I had other situations that were similar, but like that is notable that like that October when that happened, like with all three of those guys, they were just figuring out their shit and yeah. just didn't. I think they smelt my. I really liked all three of them or thought I did mm-hmm. uh, and I think they were turned off by that and then afterwards all called me and tried to get together later like the really? second that I wasn't interested yeah yeah oh, because isn't that funny how that yeah That's... and then I was really indignant and was like no <laughs> <laughs> well, not uh, one of those the first time that that happened the guy that that happened with like we had been seeing each other for like a month or so and then he stood me up and I found out later he stood me up because like literally like he met some girl at a party and we weren't really like together and Mm -hmm. that was kind of just that um the next morning he called me or or he he said oh do you want to come over I went over to his house we made out and then he said you know I met somebody um, I don't, I don't, I think we should just be friends. I was like, okay. And then I, to this day, I don't know why I did this, but I said, okay, um, do you want some coffee? And he said, oh, I would love some coffee. So I went out and got him coffee. Oh my God. <laughs> brought it back to him. And he was like, hey, like I have some stuff to work on. And just like, oh, <laughs> gave him this coffee. <laughs> and oh, then went home strange. just like the no pride, zero pride. Because I think I don't know if you've experienced this. Because there's mm-hmm. also a point when you're trying to because because like you're saying like you you don't you don't think you're crazy. You've been made. You've been put in this position, and you think like, oh well, I'm a good person. Like I'm yeah. a I'm a fun, great gal. Yeah. Um, but there's a certain point, like there's a there's a threshold that you cross or that I would cross where I would be like, you know what? I've already gotten him coffee. Fuck it. Like I'll text him and say, hey, no strings attached. <laughs> like, like wh- what's going on? Yeah. And just get rejected. And yeah. Oh, dark. 
times. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. It's, yeah. uh, it's pretty, it's brutal out there, man. It is brutal. And it's so confusing and it's so, you. Uh, I don't. Mm. I do wish I would have told more more guys to fuck off more often. Yeah. Like that waiting and yeah. it's not worth it. Like, wait, I mean, you just get so excited. You do. You really you build, build it, it up, up so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ladies, <laughs> ladies, it thumbs me out. Like, fortunately, I think that's. I think that's. I don't know. What do you think? Like, is that an age thing, or um, is that still? I have friends that are in their thirties and they're still dealing with that stuff. But yeah, I no, I think I think that that is a. I think that happens no matter what age you are, until you get to a point where that has happened so much that you. You decide to stop feeling excited, yeah, <laughs> and that and that that has its own set of problems. Because yeah, I have friends who are, you know, uh, still out there and and going on dates and and experiencing, you know, the the many variations of people <laughs> who, are, who are out there <laughs> the to many date. Variations of people. <laughs> uh, it's also it's a certain energy, like yeah, that. that I think I stopped being swept away by really, I don't know if it's like a macho thing. There's like a certain energy that's really exciting Mm -hmm. that tends to come along with, go along with that, uh, with the guy or a girl, I'm assuming, I think. And I think I've probably been this person, though I've always been courteous to text. Mm -hmm. There's a certain exciting energy where you feel like someone... You meet someone who you kind of know in the back of your head could hurt you or mm. you feel you feel lucky that you're getting their attention because they're kind of like a yeah. Casanova a little bit. And yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I, I had this. I came up with a saying a while ago and I can't remember what it was. That's how good of a saying it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this adage that uh that it's better because like my relationship with Dan is so different from any other relationship because I was more in the beginning I was more drawn in by his not his uh, like his his values and his mind and his heart and less by like you know that the the Casanova quality that I'm talking about Mm. like the like mysterious mm-hmm. guy who knows how to woo a woman which I think is why I think our, our relationship kind of started similar to yours and Matt's where we were friends and then it developed into something else right yeah what are we gonna do what are we gonna do <laughs> we gotta solve this problem <laughs> are yeah. you are you guys friends with uh this is a boring question. <laughs> Are you guys friends with other couples? <laughs> Why would I ask that? What a dull question. No, yeah, we are. I, you know, what's interesting is that there's, there's, um, the idea of a double date is so exciting to me yeah. because I've never, I've never been in a situation in my life where that has been a, a real possibility yeah, yeah. with all different types of, of couples. But in the comedy community, there's there's all kinds of, you know, couples yeah. out there who are uh, 
who are within our community and who want to hang out. And there's something you just feel so special. Yeah, going yeah. on a double date, you feel in like a little you're club in a little club. It does yeah. feel like that. Um, but it's really nice. Like we've hung out with uh, with Lauren Lapkus and Chris Alvarado a lot, and um, yeah. Dan Greger and Rachel Bloom and, you know, all kinds of people that that it's just so fun to because you feel like you're getting you also feel like you're getting to know those two mm-hmm. on a more intimate level because yeah. it's just even more than just like a one on one conversation with one of those people. Right. It's like I'm seeing them with their person with the person that they love. And yeah. And, there's there's a you're you're hitting a new level of intimacy it feels like totally and there's a there's a safety there mm-hmm. because like you understand exactly what the dynamic is and yeah yeah and so that's you can become true. more more intimate yeah that's all right true. maybe that wasn't such a bad question it was a very good question right. <laughs> yeah. we just went on a vacation with two other couples oh where'd you go we went to Scotland and <gasps> that's Ireland. awesome yeah how was it, it? Was great it was it was really fun. Like it, it is weird, like being on a long vacation with other couples because mm-hmm. you start to like, I don't know, like compare yourselves a little bit. Which got to like, we we these were like with really good friends and it was really fun and, and totally great. But it is funny like comparing other couples' styles mm-hmm. to your own mm-hmm. and your <laughs> conflict styles, which you notice if you're spending two weeks with another couple, like every moment of the day. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fun. How you That's guys so live neat. together? Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. How long have you lived together? We've lived together now. Uh, it's been a, <clears throat> just about in May. It'll be two years, and we've we've been dating for about th- almost three. I am. Yeah. Um, How is your yeah. living style? How it's good. Oh, it's great. I I tell you what. Uh, even when we first started officially dating and seeing each other, all I wanted to do was hang out with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and or even just be around him. And so it it made I was like, what am I doing paying nine hundred dollars rent for a two bedroom right. in Los Feliz, um, with a roommate I love, uh but I, I like I. I'm always over hanging out at his place, and we could be saving so much money and get to be around each other all the time. <laughs> Why aren't we living together? Yeah. Um. Uh. So, but I mean, we we didn't rush anything. But I think we both felt excited by the prospect. And then, um, my roommate went to do a Boom Chicago, uh. and so she was leaving, and so uh. I was like, oh, okay, well, I definitely can't afford this place on my own, so I I need to either find a, a new roommate, find a, a studio somewhere, or <laughs> convince Matt to let me shack up with him until, quote-unquote, I can find another place. Right, right, right. Um, so I put some of my stuff in storage, and Matt was very, very uh, open to the idea and let me move in with him and into a studio in Koreatown. So it was me, Matt, and three cats, <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> it was great. We had some great times there, and then we moved to a one-bedroom in uh, the Glasshole Park area. Nice. Yeah. Uh, 
but I, I love it so much. It's, it's very easy and, Mm -hmm. and I think we, we get along really well. And so it was my first time ever living with a a guy, but he's very, uh, (laughs) he's clean and not, and like just so easygoing. And so it's been great. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, it's been good. What is it? What is it like as a couple, like both doing things at UCB? Is that what is that experience? I, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I think if we hadn't met through pursuing stuff at UCB, if we hadn't met in improv classes or had an an indie team that we were performing on and Mm -hmm. like been so. Uh, involved in that community for so long at the same time kind of independently of each other um, I think it would feel different but as it is it's just so fun getting to see his shows and then he's there and and we like stay up all night talking about you know yeah talking about uh, nerdy (laughs) like improv stuff and uh yeah, if I feel like be, because that and you know that that place demands a lot of your time and attention and and energy um which is uh a really <laughs> I'm more than happy to give. I, I love it there, but uh but it would be difficult if I was with someone who wasn't uh even someone who wasn't a, a comedy person or didn't right, quite yeah. didn't wasn't too interested in the comedy scene or in sketch. Is it like why are you why are you spending so much time there? Like yeah, what, you need to go to another rehearsal. What is your... Yeah, that would be tough. But but as it is, we both understand that we both have all these commitments to these rehearsals and practices, and so it's it makes it easier than I think it would be if it wasn't if we were kind of doing very opposite things. Totally. Do you yeah. guys do you guys still perform together? We do, yeah, we do. Oh. Yeah, we have a, a two-person team that we started long before we started dating, too, um, that we still do, and it's so much fun. Um, yeah, and we try to write stuff together. So, yeah, we, we, we keep it we keep it <laughs> productive, <laughs> keep producing stuff. Oh, fun. Yeah. Would you, would you be willing to help me answer some audience questions? Absolutely. All right. Dustin, play the audience question theme song. All right, here we go. So this is a this is a long question this week. And it is it is from listener Enlightened Knight. Is their username. I like the sound of that. <laughs> here we go. Uh Enlightened Knight writes Hi Aaron. I need your advice on something. I am a 20-year-old girl who is considerably good-looking and a nerd or geek. I'm not sure of the expression. And I've never had any boyfriends. And last time somebody told me that they love me, I was in elementary school, second grade. This is how pathetic I am. Now that I've never had anyone in my life romantically, I feel like I can never have someone because I can't fill the expectations. This terrifies me. I mean, I could talk to him for hours on the phone or with text messages or via Skype or something, but holding hands, going to cinema or a cafe doesn't really sound like me. Sex is not even a thing because of some because of some stuff. Uh, they would probably want one of these things. And when I refuse it, they would leave me. 
Not not the end of the world, but still depressing even when I think about it. So I have my defense mechanisms and I act like I don't need anyone in my life because I don't want to change for somebody because I don't want to change for anybody. And it's hard out there to find someone who can accept me. Oh, sorry. That was a complete thought continued from the last. Okay. Oh, I see. So because I don't want it because I don't want anyone. I don't want to change for anybody. And it's hard out there to find somebody who can accept me. Still, this doesn't stop me feeling lonely, especially my best friends having people in their lives. I started to think that I'm wrong. There's some problem with me. Nobody told me something like that, but I just feel that way. I know the person in my life probably wouldn't e- wouldn't even bother to understand my enthusiasm about my writings or my enthusiasm about community. And it's so much it's so much I watch it at 3 a.m. in the morning or my other TV shows. It feels wrong to, sh- to share things with somebody who is ready to overlook every single thing I do. Do you think I should change? Like keeping my mouth shut about my shows and writings and act more social, like going out or something? Long question, but I need advice. Uh, best wishes. Enlightened night. Wow. Change everything. Next question. we're doing great we're doing great zipping through um i mean there's a lot to unpack in this there is there's a lot to unpack um it sounds like i i would always if 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 someone asked me the the question should i stay to myself or should I go and socialize? Mm-hmm. I I always err on the side of go socialize. <laughs> but it sounds like I, I don't want that to be to the detriment of like her feeling like she can't talk about things she's passionate about. I yeah, that's that's silly. I mean, yeah, I don't think that's that's true. Yeah, if you and, and that like, people won't be interested in in what you like or what you do totally i think the the thing that sticks out for me is the feeling that she she thinks that there's something wrong with her because she's not it doesn't sound like she's necessarily that interested right now in Mm -hmm. being romantically attached to anybody and i like i i totally relate to that like as a teenager like you and i both like didn't Mm -hmm. have any sort of relationships in high school yeah um and I, I mean, she's twenty, but that's that's just a couple years older than high school. Yeah, I don't think that there's anything wrong with you. I think those things happen at different times. I think there's a moment where you something just changes, like you like you were talking about, like taking care of yourself and changing your clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is what this person is doing, but I know I, I did the same thing. I had the mm-hmm. same same thing happening. Um, but there are a million. There are billions of people in the world, and certainly somebody who's going to be interested in you. Um, yeah. And I I think, I know for me, especially when I was that age and I was going through what, what you described, and I I almost liked being alone. I mm-hmm. liked being the lonely one, Yeah, uh, which sounds weird to say, but I liked being independent and not, and yeah, not yeah. having anybody. and. I think that's that's okay to to totally. like that and prefer that and if the thought of going to the movies or <clears throat> you know holding hands with somebody gives you anxiety then then you don't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that will change and maybe it yeah. won't but yeah that something like that doesn't doesn't really mean anything. I think 
if anything, at this age when you're when you're this young woman and you have all these interests mm-hmm. and things, I would my advice to you would be to get even more into that stuff. Get even more into your writing. Yeah, like really figure out who you are and fall in love with yourself and romantic things will happen later like later on in life when you're in a committed relationship or maybe you won't be but my guess is you will like a you know in in a matter of years or months or whatever Mm -hmm. you'll be in a relationship and you'll think like oh what what did enlightened night used to like like what were her writings what is my i remember when i was really into community and i got so excited by that like that's Mm -hmm. such a cool this like manic energy this manic creative energy that you have right now is totally priceless and you are I think she's lucky because she's not distracted by that stuff right now like yeah. she can really get some Embrace shit done it. Yeah. yeah yeah I really like that fall in love with yourself that's so important date yourself girl date yourself girl yeah take yourself out to the cinema <laughs> yeah I wonder if she's in Paris or like mm-hmm. <laughs> take myself out it's to very the European <laughs> yeah uh, all right. Here we go. Um, all right. Here's another interesting question. Okay. This is from Sean. Mm-hmm. Sean writes, uh, something I'd like to hear, it's kind of an open question. Mm-hmm. Something I'd like to hear discussed is what we make, what to make of the fact that the person we have the, our most memorable kiss with uh, and then in parentheses, the one Stephen King calls in Hearts of Atlantis, the kiss against which all other kisses in your life will be measured against and found wanting. A line beautifully delivered by Anthony Hopkins in the movie version is often not the person we wind up with. Maybe I'm off base here, but the conclusion I wound up with at the, the conclusion I wound up at was that this is just one of those jokes life plays on us, like men hitting their sexual prime in their teens while women have it in their 30s. Of course, it took me a long time to get where I could deal with that on a healthy basis, and I suspect a lot of your other listeners might be younger than I am and still in the middle of trying to muddle along and move on through heartbreak. Mm, looking back, that barely seems like a question, much less a short, radio-friendly one. The capsule form of that would probably go something like, doesn't it kind of suck that attraction could be so unequal? And what can we do about it? Uh, all right. It's hmm. an interesting uh, question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I, I definitely – I mean, but here's the thing. I would argue that – Cause it, it, does he say f- first kisses? In, or just the your first good kiss? Uh, well, I don't even he's he's talking about this idea, which is I mean, we can debate whether or not this is even like a, a real thing that that your most your most memorable kiss. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, that attraction <laughs> doesn't always mean. That you you often you're attracted to people who you might not right. work with in the long in the long term. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't even think it's about that kiss. Like, if I if I'm to go along with this idea of like the most memorable kiss, mm-hmm. when I think about, I mean, I can't even really. If I was just to pick like a very memorable kiss that wasn't with my current partner. Um, I think that those, like, quote-unquote, 
memorable kisses have 95% to do with whatever is going on with you and that like mm-hmm. you really need a certain something or you see someone a certain way like I, I have a feeling it has more to do with projection and then obviously like you don't think that the person that you end up with like according to this and I th- 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 this idea you probably don't think that that kiss was with the person that you ended up with because the, the, the whatever we have less of is more valuable. So you mm-hmm. think like, oh, I had that kiss with Tom Tucker mm-hmm. in in '83 underneath that <laughs> underneath that elm tree. Uh, that was the best kiss ever. But you know, we'll never we'll never be be together. He's the one who got away. But my feeling is that if you ended up with Tom Tucker, you'd be thinking about some other yeah. kiss like the. That's what I think. I don't yeah, think it's a I real think, thing. Yeah, I think you're right. I I think that especially that that sort of that nostalgia for mm-hmm. for something that that is gone that you don't have anymore. I think that really is a is a powerful and dangerous thing because it, it makes yeah. it feel like like oh everything pales in comparison to this to this moment that I yeah. had that oh, I lost it though. Yeah. But it, but recognizing that that is nostalgia and that that you know there is, i think you're right that there is so so much of what makes that memorable and what makes that moment so amazing in your memory is what was going on with you at the time and mm-hmm. where you were in your life and uh uh yeah i i think it's possible to end up with someone that you're incredibly attracted to and also have great long-term relationship chemistry with. Yeah. I don't think those things are separate or have to be separate. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But they are for some people. I I guess people struggle to, to, uh, either they're not, they're not attracted to somebody they feel like they could have a long-term relationship with. Yeah. Or they're attracted to somebody who they'll never, you know, pin down. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's I think it's possible to you know stuff doesn't have to be black and white. Like mm-hmm. as far as thinking about these like great romantic moments, I'm not about I mean I'm about to get married and I'm in this amazing relationship and I wouldn't trade it for anything, but I'm also not going to it's possible for me to still think back to like the quote unquote great romantic moments of my life mm-hmm. without taking anything away from my current relationship and just Thinking like, oh, that that first kiss that I had with that first boyfriend on the beach was so romantic and awesome. And it's I don't have to I don't have to like throw it away in my brain or trash it because yeah. I'm not, I didn't end up with that person. Like it still like exists as a an important moment. But I also know that like if I was to end up with that person, it probably wouldn't be wouldn't consider it the same thing. It's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with these guys that were so important in our heads mm-hmm. as college students. Like I said, that guy, when he came back to visit, like I, up until that point, like all the most romantic things had happened with him. Like we had driven across the country together and I was so head over heels for him, more so than I've ever been for anybody, I think. Like just like blind, crazy, just intense. When we broke up I like it ruined me I was so I was so upset but then hanging out with him five years later or whatever it was we were 
like I was so ready to not be in the same room with him. I was so bored. I was so <laughs> I just wanted him to go home and we bored each other. We were not into the same things. Yeah. It was just like it, it it was a it was a summer where we were driving across the country. We were both at a certain age and like I'm glad that it didn't get left there because I probably would always be like, oh well, I'll never have that same yeah. Yeah, romance. But knowing that having met up with him later and realizing that it was so much more about me and yeah. what I the books I was reading and right. the music I was into. So like, much, yeah. It's so it's not <laughs> real. I mean, like people fall in love with cars. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know that car's not giving those people anything like it's not yeah in your perspective people, men is, are cars men are cars and that's <laughs> what you all need to walk away with um, the perspective is constantly shifting so yeah. it's it's so impossible to compare one thing that happened in your life to something that's happening much later in your life yes because yeah. your perspe- you're never in the same place so they're 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 not comparable you know mm-hmm. uh so yeah i i think it's it's your who you are when you're 18 your how you view life and your experiences and everything has has changed so much to how you are when you're 28 that what was memorable to you when you were 18 if you experienced it at 28 might not actually be memorable yeah <laughs> you'd yeah. be like oh that was kind of a weird kiss <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, like you're you're just you're never in the same place. So it's hard to it's I don't and I think nothing can really come from comparing. Right, yeah. <laughs> things, you know, yeah, from from so long ago or yeah. That's a fun exercise like what you just said like imagining those great romantic moments from like 18 experiencing them now. I would I would be, I don't know, like, what a, I think, the, like, the first, like, really romantic moment in my life, was, which was my, my first kiss with my first boyfriend, which was rolling around on the beach oh, in San Diego. Oh, wow. Very romantic. <laughs> I was covered in sand. Oh, my goodness. And I had also, I had just fallen on a, my, my first kiss happened, like, at this cast party. I was doing this community theater play, and me and this guy had been flirting the entire production and i was I had this huge crush on him and he was he had this bootleg copy of coldplay's parachutes and no one had heard of coldplay brand new oh. thing and i was so was this huge crush on this guy we went on this walk and uh before we went on this walk i was sitting up on this fence and i fell backwards onto a sprinkler head and i cut open my back oh my gosh but i was so i wanted to like this romantic thing that I had such a big crush on him, I pretended it didn't happen. Meanwhile, like I was bleeding like all the way down my back, and like I kept the shirt for a long time. It was this hairbrush <sighs> shirt that was covered in blood. I've mentioned this on the show before, but like we went on this walk, and then he like pushed me in the sand, and we kissed and rolled it around. But like me as somebody who's uh, in my late twenties, imagining that happening now. Like the like if that was all too like if I was walking with a guy and he pushed me in the sand I'd be like what the fuck are you doing yeah exactly can we kiss on the bench or yeah like, why do we have to what be are uncomfortable you? what are you an animal yeah <laughs> yeah I don't think this is romantic I, stop pushing me yeah um, or so true or the things that I find really romantic now like Dan getting me a glass of water from downstairs without 
asking, mm. like at eighteen, I'd be like, w- w- "Come on, like, what do you like? Don't don't treat me like I'm not a, a powerful woman. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I can get my own water. <laughs> uh, wh- wh- who do you think you are? Like, I want a guy that doesn't put me on a pedestal. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. so this this idea, I think it's I think it's like you're saying, like it's dangerous to get hung up on these like fake romantic ideas, but it doesn't doesn't mean that they are lame. Like, it's nice that I had that same yeah. moment. And... Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. That was the show. If you have show questions, send us an email at thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com with the subject line show question. Ask us about anything. And when I say us, I guess I'm talking about myself. Sorry to refer to myself as an us. Send me an email at thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com. Mary Holland, who does several shows at the UCB, and I highly recommend you go and check her out. Uh, She is on the Herald Team JV, and she's on the awesome, awesome mod team, which is a sketch team called New Money. You can find out more at ucbtheater.com. Uh, also, you can uh, visit her website, which is maryc.holland.com, and her Twitter, which is at mholland85. Send her a tweet and tell her how much you enjoyed her on the show, because I know I did. Otherwise, let's all be good to ourselves and each other. Tuck, your, tuck yourself in. <laughs> tuck yourself in. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on Ad Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo, and Fios Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific.